Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. In my year of jubilee, I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, speak to us now. We are open and we are ready. We need a word from you. Father, I pray that even now you'd ship this atmosphere. I take authority over what's happening in this building, authority over every online platform. And I pray that God, because you are the center of our worship, you are the center of our attention. God, that wherever our praise is, you said you would inhabit those praises. You said you'd be enthroned in those praises. So right now, in Jesus' name, we set you on the throne of our hearts, on the throne of our spirit. And God, we say when the king takes the throne, that's because he's about to make some decrees. When a king takes the throne, that's because he's about to make some decisions. So we ask you to rule in our favor, God. This is our meta month, and we expect to see results not next month, not next quarter, not next year, but before this month ends. For every person in the building and online, you're expecting some meta results before the end of this month. I need you to put a praise in the atmosphere right there. Hallelujah. 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 Just go to three people, fist bump them and say the fruit is over there. The fruit is over there. Go to three people and fist bump them. Tell them the fruit is over there. 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 Which means it's going to require some movement on your part. It's going to require some action on your part. It's going to require some change on your part. But make this declaration. Help me preach this thing. Say the fruit. I know where it's at. It's over there. <laughs> Come on, grab a seat. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So this month, our series is called Meta. Everybody say Meta. Wednesday, we learned that God is about to reintroduce you. And I taught you that every reintroduction comes with a resume. Your resume is right for reintroduction. And I'm not just talking about a job. I'm not just talking about a position. I am talking about the fact that the world is about to be reintroduced to you. Your family is about to be reintroduced to you. Watch me. The people that don't like you are about to be reintroduced to you. 
Just because they don't like doesn't mean that they're not looking. Just because they don't harp don't mean that they're not paying attention. Every reintroduction comes with a resume. And what is your resume? It is a brief summary of your education. Everything you've been through has been to educate you. God does not waste a crisis. God does not waste drama. Everything you suffered through, everything you've been through, you got an education. You are wiser now. You're smarter now. There are things that had you not gone through it, you would not have believed it. So for some of you, watch me. God says, I got to take you through it because that's the only way you're going to believe it. I got to let you experience it because that's the only way you're going to believe it. I got to let you go through some things because that's the only way that you're going to believe it. But it's giving you an education. Matter of fact, it's giving you an education that money cannot buy. This is not a degree program that you can go online. This is not some classes that you can take and earn some credits. There's some things that you have learned over these years of your life that you have to be honest, that you have to say, if it hadn't that been for the Lord teaching me that lesson, I don't think I ever would have learned that lesson. But I need you to look at somebody close to you and say but you're learned now you're learned now second thing a resume has is your qualifications what is this it is what you have gone through and passed that now qualifies you for something ahead of you and I'm so excited you sit next to somebody you're logged on with somebody that has been through some tests watch me but they passed them I need to check this building to make sure there's some people in here that can say I may not be where I want to be but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Why? There's some tests I went through and I failed it then, failed it then, failed it then. But I got some passes that have come up in my life. Is there anybody in the building where you passed some tests? Turn me up in the house. Is there anybody in the building where you passed some tests in your life? Fist bump somebody say, you passed some tests. You. Uh-uh, I don't like the way they said it. Fist bump somebody else, please. Tell them, say, you've passed some tests. you pa had this happened last year, you would have snapped, crackled, and popped. You would have cussed her and her mama out. You would Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Open up your mouth and say, I have passed some tests, and I qualify for what's ahead. It is your education. It is your qualifications. It is your prior experience. David was qualified for Goliath because he had fought a lion and a bear. You are qualified for Meta because you've had to deal with messy. Let's talk. You are qualified for Meta because you've had to deal with misery. You are qualified for Meta because you've had to do, watch me, with tacky. Let's talk. You qualify for Meta because you've had to deal with some trifling people. What's crazy about it is that God would sometimes put you around people, watch me, that would not come up to the level of which you were and God said I need you not to come down to the level that they're at here's what's amazing about you is you didn't come down you stayed your ground I need every person where you've ever been around some people that have tried to pull you down to their mediocrity pull you down to their foolishness pull you down to their mess but you stood your ground every person that stood your ground open up your mouth and say I'm ready for my matter I'm it is your education. It is your qualifications. It's your prior experience. And pay attention to a resume. It is often sent with an application. Now, what's crazy is that you don't even know what it is that you're applying for. You don't even know what it is that you are applying for. You, Rahab did not know that she was applying for something greater when she helped Joshua and the two spies. She did not know that she was applying for her meta. She did not know that God was about to give her a way out of the industry she didn't want to be in. And for some of you, watch me, you are like a Rahab. You are like a David. David did not know when he was applying to be king. David only thought, I'm trying to take down this one giant. But David, this one giant is your application for the throne. 
Y'all not saying nothing. For many of you, you got to hear me. You don't even recognize because you're so focused on what's happening now that God is always thinking about your next. And God says, I have qualified you and you put your application in for an upgrade. Watch me. You didn't ask for, but I'm about to give you. Job, his resume was ripe for Job to get double for his trouble. He didn't ask for double, but his application was for double. I need you to make this declaration. Please say this. Say, I'm ready for my meta. Can you say it like you halfway care about your life, 915? Just halfway. That's all I need. Open your mouth and say, I'm ready for my meta. I need you to open your mouth and have some authority when you speak. The Bible says in Proverbs 28 and 1 that the righteous are as bold as a lion, but the wicked are, in fleet, are fleeing when there's nobody pursuing. For some of you, you're going to have to get your roar back before March ends. You're going to have to get your sound back before March ends. You're going to have to not let your situations punk you, but you're going to have to reverse that thing and punk your situations. So let me give you one more opportunity, 915. Say, I'm ready for my meta. That's the sound I'm talking about. So I introduced you on Wednesday to this woman named Rahab who often gets a bad rap. She only gets a bad rap because people like to judge her for what she did, but not knowing why she did it. And there are many people who like to judge you for the things that you have done or have not done, not understanding what precipitated the actions that you took. See, her name, watch me, means storm. Sea monster, pride and arrogance, blusterer, which means she was a gossiper, a loud mouth, a mischief maker, and a troublemaker. Now, all of those things might look negative except for the fact that God will take our resume, repurpose it, and then reintroduce you. I wish I had a witness because God took Rahab's resume, he repurposed it, and then he reintroduced it. So while she, watch me, they called her a storm, watch me, one might think that's a negative thing. But when God repurposes your resume, he'll, he'll make it so that I'm not afraid of a storm because I know how to start one. So don't start nothing and go, okay, well, I need you to look at somebody and say, I'm not afraid of a storm. Say, I am a storm. Put a resume up, please. Say, I'm not afraid of a storm because I am a storm. It means sea monster, sea dealing with spirit. Pay attention. If she's a sea monster, that might look negative. But when God repurposes your resume, what does this mean? That she's a spiritual monster. What does that mean? Is that she knows how to go up and get some things to change. See, I'm so glad you're sitting next to somebody. That's me. That when they get stressed, when they get anxiety, when they get frustrated, they might have a human moment, but then they turn into a monster in the spirit. They start praying. They start taking stuff up. They start rebuking and binding and casting out and casting down. Are there any spiritual monsters in the building? Well, you can say, you ain't finna stress me out. You ain't finna, well, I will will go up in the spirit to change something in the natural. Pride and arrogance may seem like a negative until God repurposes it. Because pride means that you, watch me, that you pay attention to what you produce. So while she was running the, watch me, while she was running the brothel, she made sure that she had the best. Y'all ain't gonna talk. See, 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 for some of you, watch me, God has to teach you how to produce something of excellence even if you're dealing with average people. She had to learn how to produce something of excellence. So pride and arrogance may seem negative, but when God takes your resume and repurposes it, it makes sure that the only thing you produce is something that's going to give him glory. 
And I think there's some of us in this building and online that can say, God has repurposed my resume. So, so watch me. So I want to make sure I produce something that's worthy of putting my name on it. That's worthy of saying this is for God. See, everything I do, I could care less about what a man has to say about it. I want God to look at it and say, that's a good job. For every person that wants to please God with your excellence, lift your hands, open your mouth, and worship God for three seconds. Right there. Three. Two. Come on, slap somebody a high five. Say, excellence is all on you. Online, type that in the comments. Excellence is all on you. Next definition, blusterer, gossiper, loud mouth, mischief maker, troublemaker. Now, this is crazy because these things look to be negative. But God will take your resume, repurpose it, and reintroduce you. Because what does this mean? If God needs to get a message out, he knows who to use. And you want to know, I can tell the people who this used to be your background because every person you meet, you're trying to tell them about God. Every person you meet, you tell them about church. Every person you meet, you're witnessing to them. Why? Because God took what was supposed to be negative, reversed that thing, and made it into your reintroduction. Come on, say, I'm ready for my meta. I'm so what happens to Rahab? She's got this seemingly negative resume that God repurposes it. And when God repurposes it, then God reintroduces her. So where is she reintroduced? She's reintroduced in the book of James. In James chapter 2, watch this. They're teaching about faith. And the Bible says, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified? Now notice, it brings up her old resume. And the very next verse after bringing up her old resume is introducing you to her reintroduction. See, for some of you, you think it's going to be this long gap in between the two. I'll preach my own self happy, whatever. But some of you think it's going to be this long gap between your now and your next, between your present and your meta. I'm going to tell you, it ain't going to be no gap at all. Matter of fact, we don't even need a period in the sentence because it says, what's not also Rahab, justified. In other words, pay attention. It was one moment she was this. God reversed that thing. And the next moment she was that. We serve a God that does things instantly. We serve a God that does things suddenly. Can I just get you to open up your mouth say it's going to happen suddenly? Was not also Rahab the prostitute? Here's a reintroduction. Justified. So on Saturday they saw you as this. But on Sunday, he's going to reintroduce you as, God, I wish I had faith. Watch me. In 2022, they saw you as this. In 2023, they're going to see you as this. I wish you look at somebody, and if they don't want to talk, skip over them. You spend enough of your life around dead, lifeless people. Would you look at somebody close to you like they got a teaspoon of faith? Say, it's about to be a reintroduction. You were working in the department. Tomorrow, you're going to be running the department. You were in your struggle. He's going to reintroduce you in success. You were in your process. He's going to reintroduce you in your promise. Come on, open your mouth and say, there's a reintroduction happening. Was not also Rahab the prostitute justified? Former? Next. Present, next, current moment, meta. They're right next to one another. 
And for some of y'all, watch me, they're so close, you're missing the fact that the new has already begun. There's no, there's no comma here. There's no period here. There's no semicolon here. It's, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified? And what does that mean, justified? It means, it, means, it means based on what she did, she qualified. See, you keep wanting God to give you credit for what you talk about doing. He doesn't give you credit for that. He only gives you credit for what you actually did. And I pray that you would have the faith to be able to do. God, I need help right through here. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, God's about to give you a do, a do, a do. Now 15, I swear to God. Touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say, God's about to give you a do. He, YouTube, he's about to give you a do. Facebook, he's about to give you a do. Which means, listen, I talked about it, but this week I'm about to do what I've been. Come on, there it goes. I've been praying for it. This week I'm about to do what I've been praying for. I've been sowing for it. This week I'm about to do what I've been sowing for. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I got to do in me. Was not Rahab the prostitute justified by works? She had to do something. And too many Christians want God to do something for them when they do nothing for him. Wasn't also Rahab the prostitute justified by her works when she received the messages and sent them out by another way. Somebody say she took a risk. Look at me. I come against you being afraid of risks. I pray that you would not be afraid of risks. I come against your spirit of fear. What, a, what, God, I want to say it real strong to you because y'all got to be talked to that strong apparently in this building. I come against you thinking that what you have now is, watch me, is to be protected instead of taking a risk to get what's ahead of you. I pray that you would not fall in love with what you have and miss what God's trying to give you because what's ahead is better than what you have right now. For every person ready to take some risks, I need you to hop up out of your seat and slap somebody a high five and say, let's take a risk. I'm ready to take a risk. I'm ready to take a risk. I'm ready to take a risk. Tired of being comfortable. I'm ready to jump. I'm tired of knowing exactly what to expect. I'm ready to jump. Tired of being comfortable. I'm ready to jump. Come on, lay your hands on yourself. Say, take a risk already. Take a risk. Uh -uh, I don't like the way you talk to you. Talk to you more aggressive. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, take a risk already. She risked her life. She risked her life because the king came to her home. The king sent the people to her home. And said, where are these messengers? She took a risk because it was going to, watch me, it could have cost her her business. See, some of you are so busy holding on to your little six-figure business. And God is like, if you take a risk, this would be seven figures. And it wouldn't take a year. March, it was six. April, it'll be seven. I wish. You're so busy hanging on to your little apartment, hanging on to your little house, hanging on to what you got. And God says, if you would take a risk, I'm about to show you that I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. Come on, open up your mouth. Say, I'm ready to take a risk. 
You ready? Watch me. Watch me. Grab a seat. Watch me. She took a risk. She took a risk. What is faith? Faith is nothing more than a risk. Now, I'm walking by faith. No, you're not. You take no risks. You take no risks. Faith is a risk based on a spiritual calculation that the God I serve, he will make it better. See, my faith is not in an outcome. My faith is in the God that controls outcomes. Can I ask you a question? Has he ever let you fall yet? Has he ever failed you yet? Matter of fact, the Bible says that he is the Lord and he cannot fail, which means I'm not scared to take a risk of faith because my God cannot fail. And even if it don't turn out the way I want it to turn out, guess what? It's going to be better than what I... Come on, 915, I need your faith to go up. Please open your mouth and shout, matter! Shout it like you mean it. Shout, matter! Shout it like you're going to do that for the rest of this month. Shout, matter! Verse 26, faith apart from works is dead. Faith is not what you believe. Faith is what you, faith is what you do based on what you believe. So why do I shout like I do? Because the Bible tells me that it is a weapon. And that when I release praise, 2 Chronicles 20, he sends ambushes against my enemy. See, for some of you, your praise is a risk because you only give comfortable praise. So for some of you, I don't want my neighbor to hell with what your neighbor thinks or has to say. Well, you being too loud. I wasn't talking to you when I was praying. I wasn't shouting to you when I was shouting. You don't have my breakthrough, so excuse me while I release my risk of praise. That's why the Bible calls it a sacrifice of praise. 915, we're about to move, but I'm going to give you five seconds to give God a sacrifice of praise out of my comfort zone. It's risky. It's risky. It's risky. It's risky, but it's worth it. It's risky, but I bet you he'll send an ambush. It's risky, but I bet you I'll see results. Hey! Hey! Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Say she took a risk. Say she took a risk. Come on, say it again. Say, she took a risk. Say, I have to take a risk. Say, this month. Okay. You ready? I need, I, need this, I need this meta message to not just be limited to this month for you. I need you to make meta your lifestyle. You should know where we're going because the definition of meta, meta has three sets of definitions. And I need this to be your lifestyle. If you look at the first set of definitions, it means a higher or a second order. Higher means you got to reach. For every person where you think Christianity is just sitting back on the beach, just chilling. Listen, you can chill when you die. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? On this earth, you got some work to do. Because for some of you, talking about, I'm just ready to go. Ready to go and do You ain't done nothing to qualify to be ready to exit. You haven't built your biggest business yet. You haven't left your greatest inheritance for your children and your children's children yet. You haven't made your name great yet, which means you're going to have to reach. And then a second order means that there's something you have to wait on. Second set of definitions. It means a change of your position or your condition. Say, my position is changing. My condition is changing. 
My position is where I am and what I'm doing, and my condition is how I am and how I'm doing it. And you need to hear me, your where and your why are about to improve. You're not living in your final home. I need you to keep looking. You're not living, uh, working on your final job. There's something beyond that. This is not your final destination. God has so much more for you, and that more has a name. The name is Meta. Last set of definitions behind. There's some things you have to consistently and constantly put behind you. For many of you, you have to learn the art of putting things behind you because that becomes what you get preoccupied with. You get so caught up with that that you never put anything behind you. And for some of you, watch me, you're going to put your ex behind you finally. You're going to put your previous relationships behind you finally. You ready for this one? You're going to put your previous failures behind you. This is not that. Can I get you to make this declaration say there's some things I'm about to put behind me there? After. You, you're going from your before to your after. You owe us an after. What do you mean us? You owe the world that saw you in your before to see you in your after. The same people that saw you with tears need to see you with joy. The people that saw you struggling need to see you flying. The people that said you never make it, they need to see you make it. Not for your glory, so that they can say, I know, because I know their story. Nobody did this but God. Third definition, across. There's some things you've got to make it across. And I've been using the Red Sea as this example all this month in this series of how God reroutes them and routes them to the Red Sea. God is the one that took them to the Red Sea. Look at me. They didn't wander off and get to the Red Sea. God took them to the Red Sea. And for many of you, you don't even understand. When you say, Lord, lead me. Lord, lead me. Lord, meet me. Watch me. You just think he's supposed to lead you into easy places. That's not what he does. He leads you into difficult places and say, now handle that. Mm. I need you to encourage somebody next to your elbow and say, handle that. Handle that. Handle God, I pray you find a neighbor that's got some faith. That's what I pray. Can, can you elbow somebody that looks like they have a teaspoon of faith and tell them, say, handle that. For some of you, he's not going to remove it. You're going to have to get across it. He's not going to remove the challenge. You're going to have to deal with the challenge. He's not going to get rid of that coworker. You're going to have to learn how to work right next to him and deal with it. God routes them to the Red Sea. And when God routes them to the Red Sea, he says, now get across. And then they start crying out to the Lord. And they're like, Lord, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? It would have been better for us to die in Egypt. And God was like, oh, is that what you think? Well, look behind you because you can't even go back. You can't even go back to Egypt. I'm going to talk to some of y'all where your past won't even have you anymore. Who am I talking to in this building online? You can't even go back to that life if you wanted to. You can't go back to those friends if you wanted to. You can't go back to that city if you wanted to. You cannot go back. So Red Sea's in front of him. Pharaoh's behind him. He says, turn around and look. He said, look, Pharaoh coming to get y'all. And, and watch me, he brought his chariots. Because he ain't coming to have a meeting. He's not coming for a summit. He's not coming for a conversation. He's coming because he wants to take y'all out. He's coming to end your existence. Now, God says, why are y'all crying to me? Well, God, why would we not cry out to you? How are we supposed to get across this Red Sea? We have children. We have elderly. We have livestock. We have babies. We, we, if we go across this, how much are we going to have to lose? 
And I don't know who I'm talking to, but you need to hear me. You keep thinking, if I do this, I'll lose this. That's your risk. That's your risk. But guess what? What you got ain't that great know-how. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. What you got, God's got something better than that anyhow. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, take a risk and watch God reward you. They had to take the risk. So Moses stretches his hand. Say one more stretch. When I say say something, you say it. Say one more stretch. <laughs> Woo. Hey, watch me. Watch me. Moses stretches his hand. And when Moses stretches his hand, the Bible says God stretches towards Moses. See, for some of y'all, you like, God, show me a sign. He's like, nope, make a stretch. You do something, and I'm going to be on what you on. If you walk towards me, I'm going to walk towards you. If you leap towards me, I'm going to leap towards you. If you jump towards me, I'm on what you on. But Moses, I'm not doing anything until you reach. He stretches his hand. See, some of you want God to do something, and you haven't reached. So you want to make him a tarot card reader, your horoscope. You, you want to make him into infinity stones for the vibrations. Weirdo stuff. Listen, 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 listen. Why would I consult the stars when I can consult the God that made the stars? How crazy does that sound to go to a worker when I can go to the owner? Yup. You ready? He says, Moses, I'm not doing anything until you stretch your hands. Stretch. I just need you to touch your neighbor on the shoulder. Say, you're going to have to stretch a little bit. Say, but this stretch is going to pay off big time. Yeah. You might have to redo your budget to get your seed in the ground, but this stretch is going to pay off big time. You might have to drop some friends off that cannot come with you because they've got a sour negative attitude. And I love you, but I got to stretch away from on three, everybody holler stretch. One, two, three, stretch. Moses, stretch your hand. And he stretches his hand. God sends a wind. He dries the ground. How much did Moses have to lose? Nothing. The only place it's risky is right here. Because God is like, you're not going to lose anything. In fact, I'm going to increase your income if you stretch. I'm going to give you better friends if you stretch. It won't even feel like they're gone because I'm going to give you better. Because the truth is, they didn't add that much value to you in the first place. Behind, after, across, beyond. Say, there's something beyond. And I'm about to get it. Uh-uh, say it with authority. Say, there's something beyond. And I'm about to get it. So today's message, we're almost there. It's called, the fruit is over there. It's over there. It's over there. Where? It is on the other side of your risk. Please go with me. It is on the other side of your risk. It is on the other side of your risk. It is on the other side of your risk. Because meta moves require faith. All right, so, so let me show you this. Say, show it to me, Bishop. Numbers chapter 13. They've exited the Red Sea. They've gotten across. And now God says there's something beyond this. It is easier to go from bad to good than it is to go from good to great. I'm going to say it again because it is easy for many of you. Your biggest thing was getting out of struggle land. 
But now that you're not there anymore, you cannot settle because there's something called meta. Your biggest struggle was getting out of the relationship, but now that you're out of it, you can't be some miserable, bitter woman, some miserable, bitter man the whole rest of your life. There's something beyond this. So now, so now they are standing at the brink of their meta, and God allows them to send 12 spies, one leader from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. They sent one leader, which means... The people that are about to report back aren't just followers. They're leaders, which means pay attention. You, you might have a position and not be able to have the right perspective. You might have a seat of authority and be just as dumb as a box of rocks as it relates to the situation that you're in. And since y'all ain't going to say amen, it's about to get real, real, real fast. You ready? So in Numbers 13, watch me. So Moses did as the Lord commanded. He sent down 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel, pay attention, from their camp in the wilderness. Shut your mouth. So they were in and in between. They had gotten meta the Red Sea. Now they're in another in between. Your life is going to be a constant meta in between. Meta in between. Meta in between. Meta in between. Meta. So you're either in the midst of a meta or you're in between. That's your whole life. Somebody said, that's my whole life. All right, now watch me. He says, they were in their camp in the wilderness. Where were they? In the wilderness. What is wilderness? Testing. What is wilderness? It, a place where it, whenever you're taking a test, teachers can't talk. So what does the wilderness feel like? Like God's silence. And what's crazy is he can be talking to you every Sunday, every Monday, every Wednesday, every pop-up, and you're still not here. You ready? So Moses did as the Lord commanded. He sent out 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from their camp in the wilderness. Now pay attention to where the wilderness they, they were in. They were in the wilderness called Paran. Say Paran. This has three definitions. You ready? So even in your wilderness, watch what God was doing. He's saying... Glorify, beautify, adorn. Okay, you, you're not, you, 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 know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You, do you have earrings in? Do you have earrings in? Do you have earrings in? You don't have no earrings? I need a lady with some earrings. I need a lady with some Okay, you got some earrings? Come on, come on, come on. You got some earrings? No, no, no. No, no, no. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. No, come on up. Come on, come on. Come on. Hoops. Come on, hoops. All right. Take, take them both out for me. Take them both out for me. I'm going to show you something. All right? Because in their wilderness, God says, I'm glorifying you. I'm beautifying you, and I'm adorning you. What does this mean? I'm about to add the missing pieces. So put one earring in. <laughs> this is why you can never complain during a wilderness, because God says, I'm adorning you. In other words, I'm adding the missing pieces to you so that when you get to your next, you ain't got to get ready. You showed up. God, I wish I, I preached to myself. When you get to your next, you're going to show up ready. Your house is going to be in order. Your money's going to be in order. Your position's going to be in order. Everything is going to be in order. Open your mouth and say, he's adorning me. So, so put one in. So put one in. So it's okay. You need that. Okay. Now, 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 now. He says, I ain't going to have you looking halfway. Because for the last day of your life are things halfway together. 
for the last day of your life are things partially together. I need you to worship God that he's about to make it all. Put the other one in. Put the other one in. Put the other one in. He says, you're in this wilderness, but I got you sitting here just to set you up. This wilderness is not permanent. This wilderness is simply your in-between to get you to your meta. I'm giving you the pieces that you need. I'm giving you the right shoes. I'm giving you the right earrings. I'm giving you the right, everything you need, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you the right credit. Let's talk. I'm giving you the right mentality. I'm getting the right people around you. I am beautifying you. Because when you show up to your promise, you ain't going to struggle there. When you show up to your promise, you, you are not going to deal with the same issue. I told you, the Egyptians you see today, you will see no more again forever. You're not going to deal with this again. I need you to lift your hands and worship God. Like even in your testing, even in your wilderness, he is adorning you. All things are being added. Come on, open your mouth. Say, all things are being added. Thank you. Say, all things are being added to me. You're getting the right doctor, the right lawyer, the right connection, the right information, the right situation. He's making you get your credit together. He's making you get your money together. He's making you get your mind together. He's making sure that you don't reach for low-level people like you did before. He is perfecting those things that concern of you. Verse 18. So here are their instructions. Moses sends them out. How many? Twelve. What are they? Leaders. Who have they been around? Moses. Who are the majority of them nothing like? Moses. This means that every leader, do not think that because your followers fail to follow and emulate the example that you set, it doesn't mean that it was a failure of your leadership. Some people just can't go with you. And I need you to be okay dropping them off. Some of you got to be like an Uber. Uh, this is your stop right here because I ain't bringing this into my next. See what the land is like. You ready? Find out whether or not the people are strong or weak. Few or many. And what did they do? They spied it out. What did they do? They went to the promise and they looked at it. Can I be honest with you? There's a reason there's certain parts of you that likes to look at stuff that seems impossible. I'll talk over here. You ever went to the parade of homes and looked at a home and you're like, now nah, I don't know how. I just need you to spy that joker out. You ever went to a dealership and just sat in it and just like, I just wanted to. Have you ever looked online and it's bigger than houses and cars. Have you ever looked and said, I can't wait until I get there. I got news for you. You're almost. Come on, somebody said, I'm almost there. He says, he says, spy this out. He says, see where the people are few. See that there are many. Verse 19, see what kind of land they live in. Is it good or is it bad? Do they have towns? Do they have walls? Are they protected like open camps? Verse 20, well, how's the soil? Because when we sow there, is it going to be fertile? Is it going to be poor? Are there many trees? Do your best. <laughs> Do your best to bring a sample of the crops you see. Now, this is where it gets real good for me, 915. And, and listen, just if we have to go into a shout, we go into a shout. Y'all do whatever y'all want to do. I'm talking to my online family, okay? All right, you ready? Let's go. It says, it happened to be the season for harvesting the first ripe grapes. Now, I'm going to jaywalk to verse 23 just so you understand why this is shoutable to me. 
Because the grapes and the figs that they bring back, you, know you want to know when they're ready for harvest? They're only ready for harvest two times out of the year, in the spring and the summer. Whatever. Would you please take me up so I can shout by myself without these people? Would you please take me up so I can shout? I need you to fist bump somebody and say, it's my time and my season. Oh, I'll touch myself. It's my time and my season. It's my time and my season. I've been waiting on this. I just had to survive the winter. I just had to survive the fall. I just had to survive the winter. And now that I met, somebody shout, I'm ready for my meta. You just had to survive the last two seasons. That's all I had to do. That's all I had to do. That's all I had to do. All right, let's go back. We jaywalk. Let's go back. Verse 23. When they came to the valley of Eskel. Eskel means grapes or fruitful. Where was the fruit? In the valley. I'm so glad valleys don't punk you. I'm so glad valleys don't wear you out. Because while you tripping over your valley, baby, I'm about to get some grapes up out my valley. I need you to maximize every low place you enter. Every low thing you go through. Everything that makes you want to quit, makes you want to commit suicide, makes you want to give up. Say, there's some fruit over there. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Look, verse 23. When they came to the valley of Eskel, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes. So large, it took... Two of them to carry it on a pole in between them. You've been fighting over this little. What's ahead of you is going to require help. You didn't hear what I just said. You've been fighting to get 50 people to act right. God says, I'm about to give you 5,000 in one day. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Open up your mouth and make this declaration. Say the fruit is over there. You've been fighting to get a 50 cent raise. God says, I'm going to take you out of this pay grade entirely. And <laughs> this is exciting to me. Watch me. He says, they took a single cluster of grapes so large, YouTube, so large, Facebook. They took two of them. What's, what's two? Two is the biblical number of witness. God says, you're about to witness something. I'm only giving you a sample. That's good to me. He said, I'll let you have a preview service and give you a sample. <laughs> Preach to yourself, Bishop Kevin Foreman. Yes, I think I will. He said, he said, put it on a pole between them and bring back samples. Y'all remember when Chick-fil-A was in the malls? And before they really became big, they would give you a sample to let you taste the product. So when you got the sample, you'd say, I want to pay for the sandwich. You ready, 915? You ready, 915? God says, I'm giving you a sample now. Because you're going to have to go through something to pay for the sandwich. But baby, this sandwich is about to be. 
amazing. Help us somebody next to you say, your meta is calling. Your meta is calling. God, I feel like something. Your meta is calling. Your meta is calling. He says, I'm going to give you a sample. I'm going to give you a sample of being your own boss. I just need to give you a, t- I'm going to give you a sample of having $10,000 a month. I'm going to give you a sample of not being depressed. I'm going to give you a sample of not having anxiety. I'm going to give you a sample of not walking by fear. I'm going to give you a sample, and that sample is going to be what you need to go pay for the full thing. Say sample. God, can I get two more? Can I get two more? Can I get sample? Sample. That's a sample. That's a sample. That's a sample. And this sample is about to make me go to the line and pay full price for the sandwich. All I needed was a sample. Ready? He says, bring back samples. I let you experience just the taste to show you that there was better. Just a sample. Just a sample. Just a sample. Come on, we gotta go. He says, you're gonna be back a sample of the grapes. We got that. It was so big, how many men had to carry them? Two with a what? A pole. Where they make grapes like that? In your meta. Were they red? Were they, were, they, were they green? Were they seedless? No, they had seeds because God wants to make sure that everything I have reproduces. Grapes. Look at these last two things. Pomegranates and figs. <laughs> what did they get samples of? Grapes, pomegranates, and figs. Say it with me one more time. Grapes, pomegranates, and figs. Now, we live in Denver, so there's no pomegranates or figs. There's apples and oranges. You ready? <laughs> That's what the king had available today. You ready? Pomegranates. Say fertility. Say this means I'll be productive. See, in your meta, watch me. To get anything done, oh my God. To get anything done in your present, it took a whole lot of work. But when you get to your meta, Everything is going to be fertile, which means I'll do the same thing I did back then, but I'll get much more results in my. Then it means abundance. Say abundance. Then it means blessing. Say blessing. Fertility, abundance, blessing. All of that is in the valley. That's what it says. And figs. Say figs. Now, we Jay walked over here earlier, but just pretend like I didn't show it to you. These, what, what three things? Grapes, pomegranates. They're only harvested in two seasons. They're only harvested in two, which means they couldn't have been ready in the fall. I'm going to throw this mic. They couldn't have been ready in the winter. This is why every delay has been to your benefit. Because God said, just make it to the spring. Just make it to the summer. And I got your matter.
I know you're tired of talking to your neighbor, but it's okay. I need you to stir their faith. Touch them on the shoulder and say, everything is ready. Everything is ready. Everything is ready. Everything is ready. I had to survive the fall. Had to survive the winter. And for some of you, winter was years. For some of you, fall was years. But you survived. And it's time for your meta. It's time for your meta. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, it's time for my meta. Say it again. It's time for my meta. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You just had to make it. You just, look at me, look at me, look at me. You just had to make it through the fall and the winter. This is why God didn't let anything happen in the fall or the winter. You got close, you shut it down. You got close, you shut it down. Because your fruit wasn't ready. But the fruit, I want you to pay attention. Look at me, look at me. Look at me, it didn't have to grow. He took them to a valley where it was ready. What, what you just survived, God was saying, I'm going to let this grow for you. I'm going to let this produce for you. Would you please open your mouth in this building and online. And we're about to go. At this point, I'm preaching to me. If you get something, that's cute. I'm just joking. It's for everybody. It's for all of us. Say, when I get there, it'll already be there. See, for some of you, you're about to settle in your mind. You're like, where do I have to go? For some of you, the only place you got to go is a place in your mind called, I will not be stuck. I will not be stagnant. I will move in what God is of day. And I am willing to take a risk. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, get there in your mind first. The fruit is over. Point to somebody say, your fruit is over there. Verse 25. After exploring the land for 40 days. Was 40? Wilderness and testing. So he said, while I'm showing you the samples, while I'm showing you the samples, and you bring back these grapes and these figs and these pomegranates. Watch me. It's actually a test. I'm going to give you a sample to see if you talk yourself out of it. I'm going to give you a sample to see if you punk out like you've done in previous years. 915, I need you to have an 1115 spirit, would you? Would you just grab somebody's arm and just say, I rebuke every ounce of punk in you. I... Come on, type it on the screen. Type it in the comments. What is punk? That means you pull back when you need to push forward. That means you throw in the towel when you should not. Open your mouth, please. Say the fruit is over there. Verse, verse, verse 27. Um, this was their report to Moses. How many men? Twelve. What were they? Leaders. This is your report to Moses. You have to report back. <laughs> They had to go back and report to the man of God what it was that they saw. 
This is their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore. And indeed, somebody say indeed. It is a bountiful country, a land that flows with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. The fruit. It ain't in this wilderness. It ain't in this wilderness. It's over there. Y'all with me? Verse 28. But here's the problem. You're behind. But the people living there are powerful. Which means you're going to feel unqualified. Because you're used to being a big fish in a, watch me, in an aquarium. And you're about to be a shark in an ocean. But the people living there are powerful. Their towns are large and fortified. Talk to me today. Verse 33. We even saw giants there. Watch this next part. Here's the problem. And next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. Now, I have several problems with this statement. Say, what are the problems, Bishop? First problem is I need you to stand. Everybody stand because we got to go. Here's the second thing. Second thing is this. He says, next to them, when did they ever get close? They didn't. The only thing they got close to was the fruit. But when they saw who was around their fruit, they said, next to them, we feel like a grasshopper. And watch this next part. Here's the crazy part. And that's what they thought, too. Well, another problem. Say, what's the problem, Bishop? Who told you what they thought? You have been projecting. What does that mean? You've been projecting onto your issue what your issue thinks about you. And you've been giving your issue a power it doesn't have. The truth is your issue is scared as hell of you. But you should not be scared of your issue. Open your mouth, please. Say, I got to stop projecting. Well, I don't know how I'm going to compete. It's a lot of restaurants. Now you you want to start a restaurant. It's a lot of restaurants. You ain't doing it. Well, you know, they say you got a lot of people applying for the position. That's cute. You didn't apply. Well, you know, they said this and they said that. You have been projecting onto your issue what you think and what you think is wrong. I'll shout my own self. I'll shout my own self. You keep saying, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out. Shut up. Come on, everybody stand in the building at home. Look, 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 look. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought, too. You're speaking so absolute about something you don't know anything about. Worst thing is somebody running their mouth like they know what they're talking about and they don't. You ever had somebody tell you, yeah, this, 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 that, and then you go fact checking, you're like, nah, okay, now you a, there's another word you put before lie. You a doggone lie. You have been saying what you are next to them, not realizing they scared of you. Because how did you get in there, spy it out, take some of the fruit, 
and them never catch you. Evidently, they're not as smart as you're giving them credit for. You're a meta person. They're regular smegglers. Come on, come on, tell somebody next to you, say, you're a meta person. Come on, come on, come on, tell somebody else, say, you're a meta person. Come on, 915, can I get you to go to one more person online, type it in the comments, say, you're a meta person. This is next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought, too. Here's the trip about what giants mean. You ready for this? Most of us, when we think of giant, we think of this big obstacle that we cannot overcome. But when you actually look at the Hebrew definitions of the word giant, it reveals to you that the giant's not really big. In fact, I know this is not an appropriate term. Um, mm. oh, no, let me clean it up because I don't want to offend nobody because harvesters are everywhere. This is a little person with some high heels on. We have everybody from every background. I want, I want, you, you ready? Say, this is not a giant. Say, this is a little bit. Say, it's a little guy. Here's what giants mean. You ready? Everybody stand. Go with me. Number one, attempting to be accepted by ungodly people. That's what it means. The reason you're so scared is because of people who ain't, who ain't going... <laughs> Okay, can I say this the way I want to? How are you scared of people that's going to hell anyhow? How are you, how are you scared of what cursed people think? Se second definition of giant. Say it's a little person with some pumps on. Come on, talk. Say it's a little person with some pumps on. Now, for all of us that are not six foot tall, listen, don't be, you know, look. I went to get my annual physical, and she said the number for my height. I said, no, baby, you need to you fix that. She said, because last time I was here was 5'9". Don't you come in here and talk about no 5'8 and some change. I am 5'9 in the name of Jesus. And you get it right or get some other nurse to come measure. <laughs> I got a sample of... <laughs> Look, so, number two, to be disqualified by people or yourself. You know what disqualification, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Is that you didn't even try. And you said what can't happen. I know they're going to turn me down. You never even applied. You never tried. Put your hand on behind somebody's back next to you and just tell them, say, try this week. Put that in the comments, YouTube, Facebook. Try this week. Don't disqualify yourself. Last two definitions that we got to go. Last two definitions we got to go. To lie down or rot. Now, lie down means, means okay, come on, won't you come? You, you're in the right place at the right time. Would you mind, would you mind, just, just would you mind? Just, just, just lay down. Just lay down for me. Okay, lay down on your back for me. Lay down on your back for me. Right, listen, pay attention. Everybody see this? How are you going to get fruit like that? <laughs> but watch the second definition. To lie down and rot. Which means what was supposed to be good, you let it rot. 
which means you didn't seize it during the season it was to be seized. I speak this over your life. You're not going to miss this season. You're not going to miss this moment. You're not going to miss this time. You survived the fall and the winter. Open your mouth, 915. We got to go. Say, I will not miss it this time. Last definition is perhaps the craziest definition of the word giant to me. Say, this is a little person with some pumps on. Say, this is not a giant to be. You ready? Here's your giant. I'm good. Everything's okay. I don't really need nothing else. He didn't just come for your needs. He says he'd give you the secret desires and petitions of your... I am coming that you might have life and life more abundantly, not just have needs met. Here's, here's giant. Here's giant. They were like, rather than us having to go get this fruit and deal with these giants, let's just be. Let's stay in the wilderness that we begged to get out of. Let's just wander. And then you end up wasting your 20s, wandering. Wasting time in your 30s, wandering. Wasting time in your 40s, wandering. Wasting time in your 50s. Wondering, raising time in your 60s, 70s. And then, and then when it's time to exit, I'm about to live. You hear me clearly. You will not get to the end of your life to decide to live it. I'm going to say that again. You will not get to the end of your life to decide to finally live it. Lift your hands in this building and online. Thank you so much. Help her. Help her. Thank you. You ready? Lift your hands in the building and online. Say, Father, I know where the fruit is. And I know what's trying to stop me from getting to the fruit. Forgive me for attempting to be accepted by ungodly people. Forgive me for every time I disqualified myself and I disqualified or was disqualified by people. Forgive me for lying down and rotting away. Forgive me for just being. That's not living. Today, say this with authority, 915, is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. With your heads bowed and eyes closed in this building and online, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, on three in the building, you're going to slip your hand up online. You're going to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building online. Do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, if I fail, give me the grace to get back up again. I know where the fruit is. It's over there. I know what four little things 
are trying to stop me, but they will not succeed. The fruit is over there, waiting on me. Say it. Say waiting on me. Prepared for me. I just had to survive. Fall in the winter. Wow. In Jesus' name. Listen, open your eyes in the building end online. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, to be sure, text the word harvest to five. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.